welcome to the Vintage Saints and Sinners podcast. I'm Karen Wright Marsh. Do you wonder if Christian faith can be truly lived in today's complex and changing world? Well, this is the place to find broken and beautiful companions for your everyday pilgrimage. Here, you'll find embodied witnesses, Christians from different eras and different cultures. They're people we sometimes call saints, but they were also sinners, just like you and me. Today, I'm joined by Professor Danielle McRae for a conversation we're calling Body and Soul, Practices to Shape a Life. Today, I'd like to talk on the topic of body and soul, practices to shape a life. And so I have my friend, Danielle McCray with me. She's an assistant professor of homiletics at Yale Divinity School. She teaches preaching and Christian spirituality. She has studied African-American preaching, women preachers in particular. She's worked on the life and witness of Reverend Pauli Murray and has a new book called The Censored Pulpit, Julian of Norwich as preacher. Thank you for joining me, Danielle. Thanks for having me, Karen. Um, I spend a lot of time with with young adults, with undergraduates, and I sense a real interest in spiritual things, in authentic spiritual experience, in practices. And I'm wondering, in your world, what's coming up in terms of interest and energy around these things? Yeah. So my work is on the spirituality of preaching. So really, the pl- I focus on the place where homiletics and spirituality overlap. And I think there's, um, there's a lot of energy on bearing truth in ways that feel authentic within and beyond the pulpit. And one area of interest that's come up for me in recent years has been around Polly Murray. My current book project is on Polly Murray's life. And Polly Murray reflects on Christian virtues and includes scrappiness Mm -hmm. as one of them and says that scrappiness was a divine gift given to Polly to propel them in these witnesses for peace against violence, um, challenges to social structures that silence people. So Pauli's vision of virtue stretches some of the common categories for Christian virtue because scrappiness is usually not considered a Christian virtue, um, but it enables this truth bearing uh, that Pauli's called to do. Well, tell us a little bit more about Pauli Murray's life mm. and story. Yeah. So Pauli Murray was a tour de force, you know, just mm. an, an amazing uh, figure. Born in Baltimore in 1910, Polly died in 1985 on July 1st. 
Pauli uh, was a poet, activist, author, attorney, um, Episcopal priest, was ordained as the first African-American woman priest. But Pauli understood, um, self-identified as inwardly male and outwardly female. So even the language around first African-American female priest um, needs to be clarified in light of Polly's queer identity. Um, And so Polly was uh, provided some of the key legal arguments for the Brown versus Board of Education cases, provided that to Thurgood Marshall. Yeah. And Spotswood Robinson was um, one of the founders of NOW, was a friend of Langston Hughes and County Cullen. Um, And so Polly's poetry provides a really important voice in Harlem Renaissance poetry. I, I can go on and on. It's it's <laughs> it's nine lives in one life. It's it's a Polly's is a very full life. Many many influences, but my work focuses on um, the spirituality. So at the end of their life, Polly wanted to write a volume about spirituality and about really? yes, but was unable to do that. And uh, so much of Polly's life is about understanding what Christian freedom is and embracing it. So much of that story is also about coming to voice, about um, challenging injustice, and also self-care, because there Mm. is a tremendous amount of um, suffering in Pauli's life. And so, you know, challenging injustice is a delicate art. Mm. Um, And so there's much to learn from Pauline. That's fascinating to me, this notion of self-care mm-hmm. as a part of a spiritual life, a scrappy life. Mm-hmm. Um, what would self-care look like for Polly Murray or what would Polly Murray commend to us, especially those of us who are in the world, you know, doing outwardly facing work? Right. So, um, you know what, if I could say that again, I might not use the terms self-care um, because I think it's it's richer than the way that term is um, bandied about today, which is sort of yeah. get your pedicure and, you know, get a massage. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I think it's more um, care of soul, right, mm. in the midst of fighting injustice because, you know, that's wearying. It's exhausting. It's exhausting to, to look at world problems and strategize and try to change minds and critique and plan. And it's also exhausting to examine the history of what's happened. You know, examining that history is costly emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, Bill T. Jones, you know, the dancer, the choreographer, he says that um, studying African-American history is expensive because Mm. it it costs so much to 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 carry it. And so I think, you know, a practice of quiet, of rest, of introspection for Pauli, poetry was a really important part of um, soul care, friendships, 
Um, in some ways, Pauli's friends were anchors. You know, Pauli's friends provided the comfort, the support, the energy to face reality and not shrink back. Yeah. Yeah. So I think friendship, introspection, poetry, play. Polly was very <laughs> playful. <laughs> there, there are stories about um, Polly's, uh, I think it's third grade teacher who um, would never leave the classroom alone with Polly there <laughs> because <laughs> anything could happen. <laughs> you know, the class would be in an uproar when the teacher returned. Uh, um, Polly was very playful and that that energy, I think, is also central to care of soul, to, to having mm-hmm. the energy to press forward, move forward. Well, I'm hearing, too, sort of an expansion of what a spiritual virtue is, mm-hmm. you know, the quality of what, what that might look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I, I think virtues are those things that, that help us survive, you know, mm-hmm. I think... Yeah. In Polly's case, scrappiness was necessary for survival. You know, there was a, the, the culture around expectations for, for respectability and African-American respectability, you know, the gender norms. Mm. That culture was one where um, women in particular were expected to defer, were expected to make nice to accommodate. And so even in, you know, Polly's own embodiment interrupts this, uh, but the pressure to conform would have been a, a message that, that also came through church, right? Church is a place where, where I think that the gender conditioning in, in many churches today still is such that, um, it, it doesn't necessarily enlarge voice. Does that make sense? It, it, sometimes, yeah. it sometimes might foster a retreat, which I think is a very dangerous and frightening thing. Because if anything, the contemporary moment teaches us is that we need every voice that will speak for justice, compassion, peace. We need all of them. And silencing people because of, you know, wooden gender norms is just not serving any of us. And when you think about your, your own daily life, your work, your commitments as a, as an intellectual, as a scholar, as a teacher, is there any area of spiritual practice or experience that you would like to expand or you'd like to make more room for? For yourself, mm, uh, play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there has to be more play. Um, I think it. I certainly write better when I've just um, done something playful, relaxed. There's dedicated time in my polymery in and out of the pulpit class that I'm teaching right now to play. We just, we just all play for really just a short. I mean, very short. I mean, like a minute, two minutes, but. The thing is, I really want people to be present as full human beings as we engage the subject matter, not just as heads, 
you know? Right. I don't want people to feel like our conversations are about having the right answer, but are about wrestling with the questions and and letting things flow, you know? And it's just hard to... I also really value experimentation, as did Pauly. And it's hard to go in that direction if, you know, you you can't relax. You can't be there as yeah. a whole person. So, you know, if anything stands out, I think it would be the play. Well, there's a, a wonderful professor at uh, from Richmond. I think it's Virginia Union Seminary, Lakeisha Lockhart, mm. who has done a lot of work around play. And, I brought her to the University of Virginia last spring to this group of undergraduates. We have a Friday lunch called Vintage, and she came and was the guest speaker and led us in play. She brought hula hoops and bubbles. And yeah, it was so much fun. And, you know, you think of college kids as being natural to play. (laughs) But in fact, I think they need they needed that permission. They needed uh, someone to remind them of how to do that and how to let go and how to really be present. So I love that, that you're doing that in your own way, in your own space, in your own class. (laughs) I'm enjoying it. Let's play more. Let's embrace um, scrappiness and (laughs) silence. (laughs) All these wonderful ways of living more fully um, as spiritual, physical bodies in the world. And I'm just so grateful for your witness and your work. And thank you for taking the time uh, to chat with me, Danielle. Sure. I've learned so much from Danielle McRae. She reminds me that the spiritual life is so much more than intellectual belief. It's a life that involves our whole selves, body and soul. When we truly listen, we hear God calling us into vitality, into growth, and into peace. It's a wonderful invitation. I'm reminded of Rabbi Heschel's declaration that to be spiritual is to be amazed. May you be more and more amazed at the good things God desires for you. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Karen Wright Marsh and I'm the Executive Director of Theological Horizons, a ministry based in Charlottesville at the University of Virginia. I'd love to hear from you. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Theological Horizons. Come by my website, karenwrightmarsh.com. You'll find out more about the Vintage Saints and Sinners podcast, get show notes, and learn about my book, Vintage Saints and Sinners. You can download free printable study guides for your small group or just for yourself and keep the conversation going. Thanks to the generosity of the Lloyd and Vivian Noble Foundation and to the Friends of Theological Horizons. I hope you'll support the Vintage Saints and Sinners podcast with a tax-deductible gift to Theological Horizons. Go to theologicalhorizons.org slash giving donate on Venmo at Theological-Horizons. The Vintage Saints and Sinners podcast is produced by Gabriel Hunter Chang. Our music is by Will Marsh of Gold Connections.